Welcome to Launch Left Podcast, a space for fame creatives to launch the next wave of music rebels, an intentional space to highlight and empower all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice but a necessity. Today's very special guest is Wayne Coyne of the Flaming Lips, and uh, without further ado, let's talk to him. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Can you hear us? Oh, I can now. Yeah. Wonderful. Right. Now we're in business, people. Man. Can you hear this xylophone little dingle ding? Yeah, are you actually playing that? <laughs> well, that's I used loosely that I'm playing it, but I guess yeah. I <laughs> that sounds that's that sounds cool. Is that our kind of hey, we're on the air kind of music? Exactly. The meditation yeah. has begun. Yeah, it's like that I don't listen to NPR as much as I used to, but you know, it's that little that little thing that little intro that kind of lets you know hey it's time to time to listen motherfuckers <laughs> wayne coin thank you so much for being on launch left at home with rain and summer here yeah i mean we should tell everybody that there is some anxiety about that this is going to fail you know not on your end on my end i i don't do too many um conferences where I'm in charge of everything. She would help me and this would have, would have been flawless, yeah. Hey, you know what? Obstacles well, commiserate with the benefit. It's all good. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna move on into the show as if it's gonna keep working. That's, that's yeah. the way, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, listen, dude, you're famously an atheist. Has that changed since having a kid? Well, I think it would depend on what, you know, what that means. You know, a term like atheist is, you know, is sometimes it's bantied around like being a vegan or a vegetarian, meaning if you believe in God, since I'm an atheist, then I think you're stupid or I hate you. And I, I'm not like that at all. No. I'm not, you know, I'm not a believer of anything uh, that, you know, wants to judge people or use rules of superiority, whatever. But I don't begrudge anybody believing in anything they want to. You can believe in Santa Claus. You can believe in UFOs. You can believe in Jesus. I mean, to me, I'm like, go for it. You know, it's whatever you whatever you want. And so atheist it, it isn't, you know, I feel like the word's been sort of taken over by, you know, the, it's too intense, you know. I'm just, okay. I'm just open. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like, hey, man, I'm easy, you know. So would you define yourself more as agnostic? Do you believe in God? And if atheist meant one who does not believe in God, has that changed for you at all since having a child? Well, I, I mean, I, I think I've had this view for a long, long time. I mean, I don't think any of us in this modern world mostly don't have much use for God. You know, we're not really in a situation where we need some other guidance, you know? I mean, I, I've i never, you know, when, when people have died in my life, my father and my mother and my older brother, you know, I didn't despair about the meaning of life and and I didn't have some guilt and all that, that I could only express with a God there to listen to me. You know, I don't really, I, I've never really 
you know, needed there to be a God. You know, I love, I love, um, I love religion. I just don't like that they get pissed off at people. You know, I love all the clothes. I love the music. I love the look. I love the, you know, I love the vibe. I, you know, and I think a lot of most religions, you know, a lot of it is about love and forgiveness and kindness. And I think all those are great. They're just, a lot of times they're mixed in with a lot of hatred too, you know? And so, um, but you, so know, you have a, you have like a spiritual practice or do you have a spiritual practice or something, you know, a, instead of putting apart, getting hung up on the word, you know, like, you know, I don't think God means religion and I don't think atheism means uh, that you don't want anybody else to believe in God. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you know, when we talk about, you know, people being a vegetarian or vegan or whatever, it's almost like, you know, if you, if you eat some fish or chicken in front of them, you know that they're going to, they're going to hate you, you know? Um, <laughs> it's not true that. Uh, well, it's not always true. It's, be, it's been true. The perception, it's just, yes. That is the feeling for those who eat animals. Yeah. Yes. And I, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a diplomat from outer space. I'm here to try to help everybody do whatever it is they're going to do. And uh, being vegetarian or vegan or, or atheist or Christian or whatever that, that stuff just does not really matter in that way. You know, um, it, I think it, it, what matters is we try to help each other and understand each other and, and, and help each other. You know, it's, it's, there's 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 a, a billion reasons that we we can say we don't like each other, and there should be ten billion reasons why we do like each other. I couldn't agree more, Wayne. And thank you so much for articulating <laughs> it like that. That is honestly something that I that I resonate with so much. Is like how how do we actually like come together and speak of more our shared humanity and less about what is different and not right about the other person right like why is there other and why do we make it such a important point that we're like we're right they're wrong or there's these you know there's so much that we share yet we don't celebrate that as often as we well different. i think we don't i mean we have to have shared experiences i think this this uh, coronavirus thing you know a lot of us what we're sharing is we're just sitting around the house doing stuff you know but you know there's a lot of families that are sitting in their house and someone has died in that house you know and that's not that's not a laid back hey let's make art kind of fun time for them you know and none of us would be stuck in our houses if there weren't the fear that someone in our house could die from you know so we're joined by this you know this this doom this this coming doom or maybe not, you know, maybe it's coming, maybe it's not. But I guess I'm, I'm really just concerned that there is already a lot of houses out there um, that aren't just glad to be sitting at home because someone in that house has died, it's horrible, you know? Yeah. And I think those things really do bond us. These sorts of things where we're all talking about art and music and being bored or whatever, that, that's not, that's just, fun partying you know that's just us having fun that's not a that's not truly it's not a true true bond you know if you're if you're with someone when their uh, friend has died or their mother has died or your father has died or something like that those things they're they're so deep into our instinctual part of our life 
that we don't need to have words for it. We don't need to have, you know, songs and, and religion and all these titles for it because it's easily understood. It's just when you get away from that, being in a realm like that, we start talking about it. Like, what is that stuff, you know? Because it, we're just, we have too casual of a life. It, we have a lot of luxuries that, we, you know, we just talk about. I, I mean, society now is so luxurious to most people that they can only talk about things that little, they can only complain about little things that aren't right, you know? It's like... Yeah, and that is to me when I say shared humanity, I'm talking about like loss is one of the most universal shared humanities, right? That we can all say like no matter Republican, Democrat, vegan, you know, exclusive steak eater or not, we're gonna lose people. <laughs> we're gonna lose people. We're gonna lose people we care about, and it's gonna break our hearts. Like that's the most universal human thing we have. So I'm, I am, I am agreeing with you on that point like that I'm not saying like um, shared humanity like let's talk about our favorite record all the time when I say that I mean the things that are really really powerful like you said the things that you can't you can't get away from that we all share like the facts and loss is one of those really that's one of uh, that's the greatest one honestly that we, it, it is it is and, and I, I think any family that's been through especially a loss in your family you know it if 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 you're lucky, this this changes you into understanding that this this is probably every family, everybody out there eventually, you know, crosses over into this other realm of living, you know. Um, and some people don't, you know. Some people, you know, they they've never had an experience that's going to be so profoundly fucked up and sad and unfixable. Um, that they just think, oh, everything is, we can just Google everything and figure it out and it, it's all going to be, it's all going to be fine. And I, I sometimes are like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what, what we can say to each other when, I mean, I'm lucky we have a, we have a 10 month old baby and we have Katie's uh, mother. So his grandmother is staying here with us, you know. So, you know, we're not at a lot of risk for this coronavirus, but we're at some. So we're, you know, we're, we're guarded in our house or whatever, you know. Um, but if you were to, were to lose someone like that, if you were to lose like a child or something because of this, um, you know, there's no, there's no podcast. There's no, there's no CNN. There's, there's nothing that is going to matter to you, you know. There's no coming back from that for a time. No. Yeah. You know, and so, I mean, for me, I, I, this is the only one of these that I've done where I, where I've, where I've uh, because I think you and I have been trying to do this for five years. And yeah. since the world's ending, I thought we may as well get it over with. <laughs> Thank you, Wayne. Thank you. Well, and, you know, and we share a lot of the same, I think we do, you know, hearing your heart right now talking about those very important things. That's what I think about. And, that's, you know, Launch Left and what Summer and I talk about with artists is not what do we do when we're bored. That is not what we're here to talk about. We, we're interested in how artists do contribute to cultural shifts and major culture change based on their courage of being fucking weird. Because, <laughs> you know, they get so much shit. Artists get the most shit for being weirdos. But guess what? Those weirdos are the ones that I have 
been so grateful for, like the Beatles, for instance, is an obvious one back in the day. They were weirdos in the 60s. They came out of nowhere. Yes, they were a huge hit, but then they said, fuck that, we're doing it this way. And they changed culture with the way that they cared about culture and change. You know what I mean? So that's yeah, what yeah, we're interested yeah. in on this show. We don't, everything else is like, we're just, you know, it's conversation to lead to that. As far as we're concerned, that's 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 what it, we're interested in. So, so that's always why I wanted to have you on because you're a consummate weirdo and you get it <laughs> and you've made incredible art to share that with the world, and you've touched so many lives. Like I remember a number of people that have moved me at really important times in my life. So that's why you're here, and that's why we're here. Just so you know. We're not going to ask you what you do when you're bored. So you yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, you know, to me, the people going on and playing um, live sets from their living room and all that, I mean, I, I understand why they want to do it. You know, that's what entertainers want to do. They're, they feel like this is the thing I have to give. That's right. the little drummer boy showing up to, you know, it's like all I have to give is my talent or my music or whatever, you know. Um, it's just, I'm just not like that. I mean, I, I'm not an entertainer, really. You know, I mean, the Flaming Lips do music and we, we do perform, but it's not, we don't, stand up, we don't stand up at parties and tell jokes and dance. It's, we just aren't looking for that kind of attention, you know? No, but you like drop out of fucking spaceships and, and uh, float yeah. across your, so there is a, there is a yeah. um, you know, an entertainment aspect for sure. And whether that's no. for your personal entertainment, and that's why you're doing it, sure. Well, no, I think when the Flaming Lips, we do definitely cross into the into the realm of being like, this is just dumb entertainment. You know, that's we know that that's part of what we do, and we think entertainment is a very soul-saving, enlightening experience. It bonds people. It lets endorphins go. You get to be excited. You get to have, you know, some adrenaline, some fun, some excitement. And that, that's all great, healthy stuff. It's just, especially, you know, Stephen and I, we know we're just not extroverts, you know. We know that we're going to play Flaming Lips music in front of people. But, you know, it's not because we have to perform. <laughs> you know, we'd rather, we actually would rather not perform. But, there's, but we have to. You know, that's part of what is the message, you know. Yeah. But I think that's part of what people relate to at the Flaming Lips. It's like that we're not performers, but we're gonna do it anyway. And I think that that's part of what, what makes us interesting. Absolutely. Uh, sure, Rain, do you remember, I was just trying to think, do you remember you dragged me out to New Jersey? I had a cold, it was raining, and we went and saw the Flaming Lips in like, right when they were promoting the Yoshimi Battles, the Pink Robots record. Do you remember that? Did you I, guys play, right? You I roughly do. This was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah well, like, that was, yeah, 2002, 2003, a long time ago, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's 18 years ago. Yeah, it, <laughs> well, that record was the soundtrack of the early aughts for me probably oh yeah 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 well thank you yeah yeah that that's great yeah and i wondered because you guys had were talking about moss and 
and you were talking about how maybe you know that everybody will have that experience or maybe they don't and in in do you realize you talk about in your lyrics about but you know do you realize that everybody that you've ever known or know right is, is gonna yeah. die so is that something that clearly something you thought about but is that something that you think that everybody should think about like do you believe that there's any sort of preparation for an experience like that well yeah i mean i think you can you can if if a friend of yours has an experience you can care about it you can be interested in it. you can try to help them i mean it, like this this coronavirus thing that's going on now you can you can understand that um some people this is good this is going to devastate their family and try to understand it or before it's too late so if it does come to your family maybe you do have some 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 part of you has considered it before you're assailed with so much damage you know um and i think i think it depends on your personality but i mean for me i think life is made much more important precious and 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 just more meaning and, and makes it better if you're aware that this shit can all go away in a second. Chaos is really right there. You know, this isn't some given situation where you're going to wake up again tomorrow and your friends are all still going to be here and you're going to, you know, watch some Netflix tonight and go to sleep and wake up. This can all just, you know, this can all go away in a second without any meaning, without any warning or whatever. And I think it's, I think it makes life a little bit better to know these people around you, they could, they're going to die. They could die today. They could die right now. Something could happen, you know, and How? just try to live more that this, this matters right now, you know? Yeah. Well, yes. Right. The only moment we have is the here and now. How close are you? How often are you that close to that, that philosophy? Does it feel tangible to you in every moment? Do you wake up? every day do you have days where you wake up and you don't and you're more likely to take something for granted and if the answer is that it's right there for you all the time what played the biggest part in helping you get to that place psychedelics uh practice uh were you born like that right yeah yeah well i mean for us i mean i think it's it's easy to have that in the front of your mind because we have a little baby and we have uh, you know Katie's mom which is you know the baby's grandmother so all both of them are in a more volatile world right now you know so it's easy for us to wake up and be like hey you know this if if our little baby stumbles upon the you know of some Fritos that we left in his playpen he could choke and die so you're always a little bit like fuck this is a big responsibility here um and I mean, and, and I think if you know enough people and care about enough people in the world, there is always someone who's not doing well, someone who might be sick and someone who has uh, a brother or a sister or parent dying. I mean, somewhere in the world, I probably know, you know, the, the maximum amount of people that you can have in your life. Um, I come from a big family. And so I, I am always in touch with people. I'm always saying, well, oh, how's it going? And so there's always somebody out there that's having, you know, a, a, a bad experience and going through something, you know? So I think it, that I'm lucky that I, I make, I mean, I, not all Flaming Nips music and art 
is about that. But I think our best stuff is about that exact thing. It's like, well, if you accept that the world is 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 beautiful, but it's also brutal, um, what do you do about that? You know, and and part of us probably thinks that it's more ugly and more brutal than it is beautiful. And that might be true. You know, I've had a great, great, easy, healthy, wonderful life, but I, but there's plenty of people who haven't. But I still say if, if that's true, then it's up to us to make it, put some light into it, put some love into it and, and help it. You know what I mean? Anybody who has, who is healthy and all that, it's, it's up to you to, to, to put, you know, the love into this world. Uh, and if everybody did that, um, it would be a better world, you know, instead of taking and taking and taking and saying, well, you know, it wasn't fair to me. This world's not fair. This world sucks. It's like, I think this world is the most beautiful thing there's ever going to be. Um, but it's also the most horrible thing there's ever going to be. That's just, that's what we have, you know. Yeah, maybe it's in the accepting its horribleness that we can, like, really appreciate and enjoy its beauty. I think sometimes when, uh, you know, there's so much grasping about what is fun and good and makes me happy that the, the idea that half or more than half sucks or is painful in any given day, um, then, that, then all your attention is on pointing that out as opposed to having, you know, this exultant moment that's as ba bad and banal as like brushing your teeth become somehow magical, you know, because well, you actually yeah. know yeah. that you suck. Yeah. Well, I don't think we'd want to live that way all the time. I think it's great to be reminded okay. and I think it's yeah. great to have, you know, fun and it's great to be in the middle where it's just, you're just alive. You're not really you know, you're not, you're not kissing the ground because it's the most wonderful ground you've ever walked on. You're just walking on it, you know, and you're not dismissing it, you know, because it's boring or whatever. I think we want to be living in that life where we're just doing our stuff. You know, when we're eating a sandwich, we're aware that we're eating a sandwich. It's not just shove the shit in our mouth and get back to the internet, you know. Um, and when we're sleeping, we get to fall asleep and say, man, it's great falling asleep. And it's great waking up, you know, all those things. But when you get into the, you know, going a thousand miles an hour, you know, there's nothing you could do about that. There's it. And that's got, that's got a wonder about it too. I mean, I say that about going to rock festivals. It's like, you know, it would be like going to, it would be like eating a meal 12 times in one day. You know, it's like you see a band play at two. Oh, you're going to see another band play at three. You're going to see another band play at five. You're going to see another band play at eight. It's like, I can only, it's like, it's like eating food. I can really only eat lunch. And then a little while later, maybe a, a late dinner, but I'm not going to eat five lunches and 10 dinners and yeah. six breakfasts. You can only, you know, you can only enjoy it so much. And so, you know, part of it is it just goes into the realm of a different experience, you know music and art and all those things they're entertaining us but they're part of our lifestyle and they're part of our our life and they're part of our job and all that you know but to a lot of people it's not you know to a lot of people going to two or three concerts a year is an amazing amazing thing i mean i i go to two or three concerts a day you know and sometimes they're our own concerts and then we go to con other people's concerts after we do our own so 
yeah. you know i don't i don't think my experience is what doing concerts is really for you know i'm i'm too deep into it you know um but i don't but you know making art and all that i'm not necessarily proud that i am so obsessed with it you know i know even as i'm talking to you right now you know there's a part of my mind that is on a song that i'm working on and a couple of paintings that i'm working on and i'm aware of what i'm going to do with this day after i'm done talking with you and i'm not i'm not that glad of that you know i i wish i could just be more yeah, get in the fucking moment, Wayne. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know. I know. I wish I cared more about this than I do. No, I'm kidding. I, 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 think, I think that's probably... Hey, that's probably, you and me both, brother. So. Well, no, I, I think that's why we say we can do it, because it's not going to be life or death. You know, if, if, if it was life or death, I could forget about the other stuff. And that's why I, we all say we can do it, because it's, it's, like, it's like driving your car down the highway. You know, you could be eating, listening to a podcast driving having a conversation you can do quite a few things at one time you know it's not it's not really multitasking it's just low level things you know and having a conversation with you guys and talk about this sort of stuff it, to me it's quite easy so it doesn't require every every bit of my mind to stay with you it, it did to get it to get the audio turned on but now that it's on i'm fine <laughs> well, we'll see about that <laughs> You're thinking, well, Wayne, you could use a little bit more of your mind to get that fucking audio turned on quicker. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. No, Summer's thinking, what question can I ask that's going to make him have to work a little harder? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. No, I mean, I, and so, you or know. Or just to answer the question that I asked instead of the question that he's decided that I, well, he wants to yeah. answer. I forgot what you asked. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I always, I'll, I'll always start talking and then I'll, I do try to remember the question. And I'm like, oh shit, I think I forgot. But, but what, what, I, what was the question? Oh, I forget now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I forget. I was saying in general, I don't think I got any of the answers. I didn't think you answered any of the questions that I asked, but you, you spoke okay. about some stuff. I like well, so far. I like answers, though. I loved, I, yeah, exactly. That's really, they're not really <laughs> questions. They're just prompts to get you talking. Get and you so I feel like <laughs> I did my job. Um, well, I'll, tr I'll try to answer them best, best I can. I'll, I'll, I'll listen and say, okay, that's a question, not a, not a, not a, a jumping off point to be interesting yeah guess what i um didn't write any of them down and i don't fucking remember them anyway <laughs> it doesn't matter but no it was it but was, i did want to ask another question now i realize yeah. like through you guys talk, you were talking about like um this like sort of happy medium it seems like a, a balance right a yin and yang like the core of something that was like no i'm not going to be fucking happy every like exult that I'm brushing my goddamn teeth, but I'm going to be in acceptance that that's what I'm doing. Like I'm eating a sandwich and I'm going to be mindful about eating the sandwich. Right. And, 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 and that's my thought is that you're talking about like being like, that's how you remain in the moment is in, in like a, in a low grade gratitude for just experiencing each thing that we experience. But in the meantime, my question is like, well, then how do we account for being in the moment, being on a podcast, thinking about the art that we're going to do, what we're going to do after the podcast, the song that we're working on? Like, is that all, is your moment just so intergalactic that you can encompass all of those things? 
Well, if intergalactic, I don't know if that would be the right word. I just sort of feel like it's <laughs> your 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 question was about the the song. Do you realize? And it having this this saying that everyone you know someday will die, and is that part of the way that I live every day? And it and it is, but it's not like you know that's just a personal little personal part of the way i look at the world i wouldn't demand that anybody around me look at it that way and think that they should you know it would be up to me to make that important to myself you know um sure but what if somebody but what if somebody listened to that idea and that song and that idea and 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 i think that's where my other question about like preparing like whether you know the suggestion in some way is like that you could think about that yourself and somehow prepare yourself for that inevitability. But also, like, what if somebody wanted to live life like that? The way that Wayne Coyne was, was suggesting that he lived life. How, I guess what I was getting at was how, how do you do that? Like, for you, personally, how has that congealed to, to be that way for you? Well, I, I do think it has to it could probably only happen with an experience. I don't think it's something that you can, that you can talk about or read about or watch, you know, I think you have to experience it. And for me, when I was 17, I was working at a fast food restaurant here in Oklahoma City. That's, that's where I'm talking to you from, Oklahoma City. Um, it's called Long John Silver's. And I was, a, I was a fry cook. I was a fry cook there for almost 11 years, I think. So a long time. Started in 1977. Um, That's but what, there, was, there was a lot of robberies happening in restaurants in the, I think it was 1978 when this happened. And people were getting put into the walk-in coolers of the restaurants and people were getting shot. So it was, it was a pretty scary time. And we got robbed one of these nights. And these, these robbers came in, they had guns and they were, they were pissed off and they were jacked up. And I felt like this was the end of my life. I remember laying on the floor, they had these guns and they said, lay on the floor. And I thought, well, they're gonna, they're gonna shoot us and get their money and this is gonna be the way my life ended. And it was a prolonged moment, you know, it, 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 it probably was only at two or three minutes, but it felt like hours and hours and hours when your adrenaline is that going that much. And I remember thinking about the police are going to go to my mother's house or call her or something and let her know that I got killed tonight. I remember laying on the floor thinking that. And when the robbers left, you know, eventually they got their stuff and they left. And we laid on the floor for a long time after they left thinking, well, I don't want I don't want to do something wrong if one of them is still here or whatever. And, and after they left and we were allowed to start living for the second time, I think I was very lucky that I, I knew in my mind, you know, I, I'd already thought I'm going to die. You know, this is, this is what, this is what it's like, you know, um, cause a lot of people are going to die and they're not going to know they're going to die. You know, you're, you're just something happens to you or you get sick or something, you know, it's not a, there's not a, a moment of being so alive and then, you know, being executed like I thought perhaps we were going to be on the, you know, the, the back floor of the restaurant. So for me, I think I started to live life differently after that, even at being 17 years old. Mm -hmm. I think for a little while after that, 
I walked around without these petty, insignificant, stupid things that you worry about and thought, why did I care about all those things? It doesn't fucking matter at all. It, after a while, all that came back, but for a little while, I didn't have that. And it, it, that's when I really thought, I'm gonna do music. I don't know how music works. I don't, even, I don't, I can't read music. I can't really, you know, I'm not a musician. And I said, fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do music. And in this brief time of being given my second life, I was, I was brave and I was fearless and I had, I had nothing to lose. And that's, you know, that, that, nothing, it doesn't stay that way. You know, eventually everything goes back to normal, whatever, you know. But I think for a little while I got up the, I got up the side of the mountain a little bit, you know, to be like, fuck. Do you think you know, significant, like, significant losses also uh, awakened that memory, that, that's, that cellular memory, like when you had, similarly to being afraid of dying or that you were gonna see the end of your life and realize the insignificance of the day-to-day -day bullshit, um, I, I can speak personally from my own experience that when I lose someone really close to me, I, that same, that, those same feelings come up. Like, why the hell have I wasted time on this shit? None of it matters. This is devastating. You know, this has changed me. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, so even though, like you said, it goes away over time, it does, like I think in the arc of, a, of human life, between whether it's experiences like the one you shared of near-death experiences or the loss of loved ones, we're constantly being reminded of the unimportance of the day-to-day, -day, what we have, the construct of reality we've all agreed on. And that, that, that you know, in the most boring sense or in the most obvious day-to-day -day sense, yet we do have to survive, right? So, ha and I think that's getting to the root maybe of what Summer was asking is like, what, you know, how do you maintain how do you actually maintain that space and survive like as opposed to just keep going back and forgetting your your sacred essence right because really all it sounds like it does is remind us all of who we really are when those intense things happen we are these like wild beings that are housed inside these totally sad little cute shells depending you know some of them not some of them not as healthy as others but but ultimately we're all just in these fragile shells is what i meant and so like but there's these beings these that said that come alive when the most insanely unpleasant uh or life-affirming things happen to us and what how do we maintain i mean am i wrong summer that the core you're like what's the practice to keep you in the moment it sounds sort of like that too. Sure. I mean, to me, I would say the practice is just to care, is to be involved, is to, you know, is to listen and to be, you know, if you're with your friends and one of them is struggling, you, you care about them. I mean, to me, I don't feel like it's something you have to remind yourself of. I mean, to me, it's like, it's like being healthy. It's like, you know, the days where you're doing, you're eating bad, you're living bad, and you're just fucking having fun. You know, you can have that a little bit, but you have to keep working on being healthy and you have to work on that. You know, you know, you have to do that. The same is with your, with your love and with your family. I mean, to me, like when I lay down to go to sleep at night, you know, if I know someone in my family, my circle, my, you know, the beings that I know is, is having struggles, I'll, I'll text them and I'll say, how's it going? You know, and I want to, I want to know that,
if they're, if I, you know, if there's something I can do, I, I'm there for them, you know? And to me, that's how you practice is just by, it's not, a, it's not something you have to be aware of. It's like, those are just the things that you care about. How much is that, has, has that practice um, come with age for you? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm almost 60 years old, so I'd say probably all of it. <laughs> You know, um, it's, I think it's just the, the more you do it, the more you believe it, the more it works, the more you believe it, the more, the more you give, the more you get, the more you help, the more you are helped, the more you love, the more you get love, the more you It sounds you like practice, doesn't it? A little bit? It's just, it's just something that, it's not a practice I think you would just notice, you know, that, oh, you know, I said nice things to these people. They didn't, you know, it, I made more friends instead of enemies by being, you know, by ignoring people, I make enemies. By listening to people, I make friends, you know. Um, yeah, I, but I don't know if it's a practice as much as it's just part of what makes you happy, what makes you... No, yeah, I, you know. I think it was what you were, you, you were talking in like a circle of like repetition of give and take and reciprocity. And, and to me, I, the way that you were talking just reminded me of like, that's what practice is. Yeah, yeah. It's, right? yeah, it's yeah. like just that's repeating. Ritual, like that's ritual as it's defined in right. the dictionary as repeating certain things. And that does not always in a, a, a religious sense. There's the ritual of how you make coffee every morning, right? It's like constantly doing the same, repeating things. So it's a practice in the mind. Um, totally, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think all those things, they remind you, oh yeah, I should do this. Oh yeah, I can do this. It's easy to get distracted and it's easy to get off. Yeah, and worrying about your own stupid things and all those things they do. I mean, it's like, there's a difference between the rut and the ritual. I mean, there's all, all those things have a fine line, you know, um, but yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I think we're very lucky that we get to do things like art and painting and music and even talk about it. Most people, most people in the world aren't, are never talking about music. They're never talking about painting. They're never talking about what art even is. Most people are just getting up, going to work, uh, doing the best they can, coming home. You know, there's just that, I mean, we're, we live in, a, in just a, a different a different world. I mean, it's a ridiculous world. You know, I wake up and I think about, well, I get to do music and a painting. That's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel so privileged every day just to have the opportunity and this space to contemplate the, these kinds of things and make art. Like, you know, like that's a privilege that I don't, I don't uh, take for granted. Well, I mean, I, in times like this, I mean, I do feel like I wish I had something significant that can help people. And so, yeah, I mean, we're, we try to make as many people aware of what's going on. Katie's making masks and we're, you know, we're checking in on our neighbors, making sure everybody's okay, you know. And I do feel like, yeah, like just doing my music and art, it's like, this isn't, you know, that is that helping? Is that helping me? Is that helping the yes. world? I always yeah. feel, I always feel yes, a little... It is. It's helping you and the world, but also I think what's great about this time and the severity of the situation is that it is making all creatives, everyone, not just creatives, but we're talking about artists right now, all creatives uh, dig a little deeper and go, how can I help? Maybe past what I obviously have used in the, you know, making a song or putting it up on this or, but how can I help? And like you said, like, 
making masks. My sister Liberty is doing that too. Like people who are thinking like, how can I actually help on the ground right now? There's a need. How do I meet that need? You know, um, connecting people that might have, you know, the ability to help in a bigger way to a situation. You know, there's, so I like that that's something that we're all doing. We're thinking outside and that's what creatives do. We think outside the box. So I think it, and we were talking about that earlier too. It comes a little easier to the creative mind to wrap your head around something totally different. This has flipped the, this nation, this world on its head. And it, it's interesting to think that the, the, the amount of time it takes to kind of get back enough to see how you can help. I think that, that uh, the rate time ratio rate is quicker for creatives because we're used to being flipped on our head and having to figure out how to survive. But now we're thinking in a more, how do we help other people survive too? Or at least hopefully we are, right? Well, I mean, I think, I think, I mean, for me personally, that's, I just feel that's why coming on to do your show with you, I'm not really promoting anything. You know, most, most time people are like, they're on a show because they're promoting yeah. a record. They got a new song, got a new video out. They got a new, you know, clothesline, they got a new product or whatever. It's sort of like, I'm just not, I don't care about that right now. You know, I don't want to go on social media and see people saying, hey, you know, my song's out today. It's like, it's like, I know we don't really care about your song. We're trying to see if there's anything in, in, this, in this catastrophe that's happening in front of us that we should pay attention to that we can help with, you know? And so I'm just not, I just don't, I, you know, none of us in the Flaming Ups feel like, we need to let everybody know we have a song coming out. It just feels embarrassing. So that's why I'm like, I'm on your show because <laughs> we've talked about it for five years. Because I've been harassing yeah. <laughs> you for five years. Let's be clear. <laughs> Begging. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I have to say, now it was, it was all worth it. It was all definitely worth it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I hope you feel the same way, Rain. I certainly do, but I, I wasn't part of any of the harassing, so. I mean, I, I know that, you know, I didn't know that, that you were an atheist, but I was literally through, throughout sections in this conversation, like, will you please start a church, because I will join. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I love that that's, that's a question that you, you throw, I don't know if you throw that at people that come on your show, but I love that. I mean, I, 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 I think that's a great thing for people to talk about, of how I can be this way, but it doesn't mean I hate you if you're not, you know, and that's our stupid election system. You know, it's like, um, is Trump going to win again? Um, it doesn't seem possible that he would be able to, but the way that, uh, that, even the Democrats are with Bernie versus Biden. It's like, yeah. you know, the whole thing seems like I love Bernie. And if you love Biden, I hope you die. You know, right. it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, we're all, we're all, people say like a, a, a circular firing squad, you know, I'm killing you and you're killing me. And we are, we're, we're, we think that it's the enemy and, and we're just killing ourselves, you know? Um, Humanity, Tell me, did um, when you sing about um, nobody believing you that uh, that Yoshimi is not going to let the robots win? Um, <laughs> you talk about you, you talk about um, that 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 she's going to help you, me, me. Is that because me um, just rhymed with Yoshimi, or were you actually talking like what battle is she fighting that is right. you separate? from anybody else 
Right. I mean, that would just be stream of consciousness singing. I mean, that's, that's, that's what, that's what, uh, you know, that's what part of that. I mean, part of any great song is you just sitting there going, ba ba da ba boop ba boom you know, it, it just happens to sound a little bit like words. And then, you know, if you're lucky, that's, that's three quarters of the song. And then you have to fill it in with something. And so if you're, <laughs> if you're lucky, you fill it in with stuff that you care about, you know. And so for me, we, we had this line that sort of, we had a woman that recorded on our album. Her name was Yoshimi. I mean, it's an actual person, you know. Um, and we had a song that we were talking about her in, but we didn't use the, her name. And so we came up with this thing, oh, Yoshimi, they don't believe me, oh, just because it's a dumb, simple, singing rhyme. But the part of the robots, and I know it's easy to think of the robots as being like the evil empire, you know, and I, and I know that's why it's an interesting thing because it's like you know but in my song you know the robots are superior to the humans and the Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots idea the robots are superior so they love the humans they they know humans are flawed and that humans turn to violence and turn to hatred and the robots are really superior to them and they don't they don't you know they show them mercy they the robot that Yoshimi battles and wins actually kills itself because it loves Yoshimi so much you know so that's the twist of how it looks like oh she's battling this robot but the robot is programmed to fight her but he's smarter than that and he he will kill himself as opposed to killing her oh I love the robot <laughs> I knew you would <laughs> no I know but so to me I I love that it has it has this sort of this biblical, epic, you know, typical story, partially, but then it has this little twist, you know. So, yeah. But I mean, uh, but you know, all 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 songs really are just, you know, you're just moaning in the dark, hoping that it makes sense. You know, it's not you're not <laughs> writing, you're not writing because you're smart because you know anything. You're you're screaming into the darkness because you feel. Like you have to, you have something to learn or something to say or something to, to, to express. I, I, I don't know. Okay. Thank well, you. Okay. <laughs> so inspiring. Well, and, and well put. Well, yeah. thank you. Um, so am I, am I free to go now? Yes, big time. Yeah, absolutely okay. are. <laughs> absolutely are. We're so grateful for your time and, and uh, curious what that painting and that song's going to turn into. Okay. Well, the, well, well, I'll keep sending you pictures and you'll keep me updated and we'll keep trying and we'll, we'll, after this is over, which it will be someday, you know, um, we'll, we'll do, we'll do one where we're talking about other stuff. Matt, peace out, yo. Thank okay. you, Wayne, for okay. your time. Okay. Have a wonderful day. Love to see you. All right. All right. Love you. Thank you. Welcome back to Launch Left Now for our Launched Artist, the second in our Launch Digital Singles series that we have been doing every other Sunday in the lead up to the release of Alaka's Attic on August 23rd. Fun Killer, David Gordon of Fun Killer. We're going to be talking to him about his single um, entitled Divided Highway.
and it's really a deep song and quite beautiful. We hope you like it. Please don't forget to rate and subscribe. Follow us on all socials, including TikTok now, at Launch Left. We'll see you soon. What is up, bro? How Dan are you? Jordan. Welcome to Launch Left. Oh, man, I'm so happy to be here, alive and talking to you. We're so happy to be, have the high honor of releasing a single, Divided the Highway. Oh, I, uh, I don't think it could have happened any other way without you. <laughs> that, that's the whole reason why the, that's the Launch Left mission. When it can't happen any other way, Launch <laughs> Left comes out from left to center. It's yeah. true. <laughs> Well, well said. What, can you tell us a little bit about that song and your project, the whole record? Um, um yeah, I, uh, well, I, I guess I was born in New York if we started with the song and uh, I feel like I naturally talk in my music about uh, the dichotomies of life and uh, that exists in all of us, and I think that it's partially nostalgic and partially I'm speaking in broad strokes, you know, uh, which I also do through, throughout the record. And I'm very reclusive, and I'm very much uh, on my own trip. I, like, don't really subscribe to the rules of the industry or anybody's. I just, I'm kind of writing from a place like, uh, I'm a fan of soul music and I sing from a place, uh, but it's harder for me to share uh, with the world often because I care about it so much. Uh, so I have been working on it for such a long span of time and I kind of like let time be my editor, reveal what uh, has longevity as far as a piece of writing, uh, what holds water. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Divided Highway kind of sums up a lot of, um, I don't know, of my eccentricities from the rest of the record in the first track. And I feel divided in a sense, very often, I'm a bit of a contrarian thinker. And I, like I said, I, I feel the dichotomies. I have a little bit of a truth be told, like mood disorder, you know, that sometimes affects my writing and my life. Uh, so there's a lot of that inherently in the music sewn in. Uh, and I talk about it personally, but I also sing broadly so it can be interpreted or felt by anybody who feels kind of like torn in both directions, but kind of balanced by of the dichotomy, you know what I mean? Like almost like your strengths and your weaknesses, like your, sometimes your strength, biggest strength is your biggest weakness and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes that can be empowering, but also it can also be painful. Yes, true. Well, thank you so much for letting us put it out on Launch Left and for sharing your music with the world. I know it's hard for you to do, so we appreciate you. <laughs> Uh, coming out of your recluse corner and uh, and allowing us to put it out into the world. 
and for telling and for telling the, those truths, David Gordon, because they're not easy things to talk about or admit to. And you know, it gives I think anybody who may feel that those are their weaknesses strength in that. So thank you for sharing. I appreciate being heard, and I know both of you are so in tune with me in some strange cosmic way, and also with all artists who are kind of uh, going through their own personal struggles. And uh, I love that Launch Left uh, is all about that and kind of lifts people up to feel empowered. So uh, I couldn't be more proud and uh, I couldn't be more grateful to you. And uh, I don't know, anything else I can say? Yeah, I'm going to say it for you. Go listen to Divided Highway. It's on Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere you can search for it. The vinyl will be coming out later in the year, but go get that single now and do yourself a favor. It's, it's called Fun Killer, Divided Highway.
Blanche Left aims to create an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice, but a necessity. Launch Left begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left-of-center artists in all creative fields.